to another episode of The Zester's History, starring your hosts, Melissa Mason and Josie Rosenberg-Clark. Hello, Mel. Hi, Josie. How are you? I'm good. On this balmy well, evening. I'm a bit hungover, yes. to be fair. Had all the beers last night. I'm and other bit, things. I'm a bit depleted. Yes. I have a limited amount of energy yeah. at my disposal yeah. and yet I am powering through, but I will crash into bed and I'll do one of those sleeps where you just like your head's on the pillow and then you're like, Poof. you sleep like the dead. Yeah. And you don't like someone could walk into your room. You wouldn't know. No. Vibes. Yes. Um, Which is terrifying if you have a ghost in your house. Yes. Oh, what? yes. Well, no, yesterday. I thought you were going to tell me another story. Well, I'm depleted because I had a big weekend celebrating my birthday and last night i saw our friend maddie mm-hmm. who for those of you that don't know no one would because i don't know him but anyway <laughs> he's quite witchy he's mystical mm-hmm. i call him mystic matt and he gave me some sage mm-hmm. and i was like it's funny you give me this because i'm actually thinking i do need to sage the house because i have a cheeky ghost yes. in the house and he was like by all means i'll do it like clear that shit out mm-hmm. so i think I think I might, but then also I'm not scared of the ghost. It's yeah, just it's kind meant of, to be like, it seems like a friendly ghost. I think it's just bored. It hasn't done anything else lately. Um, so time will tell. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, we're powering through. We're here. We're, we're still it's here. Warm. We're drinking. We're drinking. Hair of the dog. We're committed. We've seen each other really recently as well. Yes. So I feel like we have nothing to catch up on no there's no catch up you know what i'm watching i you know what i'm watching i know what you're watching we know what we're listening to the only update i would have is that i've gotten back into assassin's creed odyssey because yes i wanted to make my ship really good so i could go and get this cult member that's the ship man like he a ship man (laughs) what's it it, a captain yes ship man a ship man (laughs) so i was like fuck i've got to go get those ancient tablets and it's so annoying it's like a side quest it's kind of essentially like my own side quest that I've created because the main quest is to kill this guy. Yeah. This is part of the main quest. Yeah. But to do that, I need a really good ship and my ship's shit because I've used all my money on weapons. Oh, and so now no. I have to now go. you need ship man. Yeah, now I need ship man. I have to get all these ancient tablets because oh. somehow that makes the ship ridiculous. <laughs> and then, yeah, and it's exhausting getting them. They're all in like these old forts and there's million yeah. guards and I just exhausting you're like how do i get myself into this situation i mean metaphorically yes and also <laughs> literally because <laughs> when did i become a gamer <laughs> but also inside the game how did i get myself into this position but yeah that, i did that most week most of the weekend was me doing that i feel like it's a wholesome activity julie always feels bad about gaming yeah same but i i never make him feel bad about gaming mm. actually he'll kill me for sharing this but i'll do it anyway he just got <laughs> tony hawk's game because mm. he's remastered his classic game from like the noughties 90s yeah, something and he was like oh my god i've been playing so hard my thumbs are bruised oh my god because to do the flips and all the like yeah. skate tricks you've got to really like mm. punch those buttons mm. and he's like ow yeah little calluses i used to get that on the n64 because it had that little thing in yes. the middle and you have to push it around I'm all like, the time oh, this, you're such a nerd mm. to have like this injury from skating and not like a broken leg because yeah. you're not actually skating Yes, it's just a little yeah. thumb, a thumb sprain. A thumb sprain. Um, what have I been doing? Oh, Rose is getting a tooth. Oh, yes. She's the got new a update. little 
new update for everyone. She's got a little spiky, sharp thing. <laughs> so you can't see anything, but I can definitely feel it. Yeah. Um, so that's her update. So she's a little emotional about that, mm-hmm. but she's a trooper. She's pulling through. Mm-hmm. Been working out. Mm. I just remembered then because I like scratched my back and I've been doing those squats where you have a bar and oh, you rest yeah. it on Fuck your that. spine. Yeah. And I'm like, ow. And it's not like a workout injury. It's just like a bruise from yeah. the actual. <laughs> yeah. Like an injury <laughs> not, not like related a, to yeah. <laughs> moving a muscle. I'm just like, owie. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not like doing it. It's more just for like something to do to yeah. like fill in my days. I like to have a standing appointment. Yeah. And I get, and I'm not like addicted to exercise, but I get annoyed if I can't go for whatever reason. Yeah. I l- really like to go, but I think it's maybe more of the social element than like actually working out. But it makes me feel better about eating treats, yes. which we have some in front Special of us, treats. which we'll discuss later. We will. But we do have a few messages patreon shout out we haven't done patreon shout outs for a while so i've selected three people yes i actually went through one day and wrote down everyone that we mentioned i think so we're not doubling up and it's mel's turn to it is name them and then we will wildly speculate about your lives slash give you over the top compliments about yourself yeah as is the way of the shout out way these are the zest lord tier mm-hmm. supporters for anyone that's listening and is confused so you can go to patreon.com slash the zest is history you can support us if you want yep. if you can you know yep. it's tough times you don't have to but we really appreciate people that are and the zest lords get this special shout out as part of their benefit so here we go here we go so the first is shannon h and it's shannon with a y like Shannon. I think says that you are a unique and spirited individual, Shannon. You're just, you're not like every other Shannon. Yeah. You're like a diamond in the rough. You're, you're, a, you're the Shannon that walks down the road and you're wearing like one of those sort of like dresses and it's got little bells on it. I was thinking that. I was thinking like you're fringing. You're Stevie Nicks in my head. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Rhiannon, but Shannon. Yeah. Like we're, we're just changing the lyrics to Shannon. Yeah, it wouldn't really go that way, would it? Because Rhiannon had three oh, yeah. syllables, so it had to be like, Shannon. Yeah. Shannon. I hope Shannon likes Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac. I really hope she this does. This would be a horrible she's shout had out. to go through a, a lot of bad singing just then. She's walking and, you know, like Shannon Doherty is E-N as well. I yes. just feel like Shannon's with a slightly different spelling. It's just, just a little bit of a zest. They're special. They're different. It's a little zest. They have fringe dresses on. They do. Um, thanks so much for supporting us, Shannon. Thanks, Shannon, with a Y. With a, with a Y. Like Winston with a Y, which is not supporting us. But honestly, that ad was genius. What was that? Winston with a Y. It was the like blinds. Blind. Oh, yeah. And then I see it and I go, Winston with, with a, a Y. y. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, fuck you guys. You got that in my head. Um, next, we have Rebecca with an M. Re- Rebecca M, not Rebecca with an M. <laughs> that would like, be insane. Where's the M? Rembenka. 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 Rembenka, we love you. Rembenka. It's actually Rebecca M. She's she's Rebecca with a K and an AH. Oh. Like the the I think that's the Hebrew spelling. Yeah, she the original, is another special one. The OG spelling. Um, B, the B- BC spelling. You know, if this is the Rebecca M that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. It might not be. Yeah. But if it's the one I'm thinking of, she's been a supporter, like, spiritually of us. Yeah. Not necessarily on Patreon. 
but since our first podcast, Aussie yeah. Mystery Hour, I feel like she's been kicking around for a while, participating in the Facebook group. Yep, a supporter on all levels. Yeah, spiritually, emotionally, yep. conversationally, um, conversationally, Patreon, maybe physically, maybe you've been to a live maybe show. Maybe she's unsure. been to a show. Maybe we've hugged her and had a photo with um, her, and we can't remember, which yeah. is rude of us. But we really appreciate we, Rebecca. Rembenka. Rembenka. <laughs> we appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. And then last we have Lena M. Lena, Lena M. A unique name in and of itself. It is. Three very unique names. They are. I really like the name Lena. It's lovely. It's I picked, well, I picked these people. So maybe yeah. it's because they're names stood. I'm, I'm yeah. gesturing wildly. She's doing a sort of a Stevie Nicks was special and they stood out to me yes lena i feel like we can lean on her yes we can lean on lena strong yes i thought strong and tall strong like a tall tree like a supporting the other trees around it tall but not in that way of like you're awkward about it like you own your tallness yeah like you are a like Amazonian a strong warrior. Amazonian warrior. Like those Lena. women in Wonder Woman at the start. Yes, they are so great. Lena You're is like the um, leader of those women Yeah, in the movie of our lives. And she might have tree branches for arms in part of this tallness. I just was really going oh. down a tree metaphor. And yeah, then okay. you went it onto the one <laughs> but I wanted to keep a little bit of my vision. Oh, okay. So, so she's I'm going to give her tree to, arms. She's like half Groot from <laughs> <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy and then half that really beautiful woman from Wonder Woman. What an unfortunate combination. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lena, but I don't want to let go of my, yes. my fantasy. Soft so, tree arms, though, not like... Yeah, they're, like, wispy and wavy and she can move them around. That's yeah. still pretty bad, isn't it? It's That's, pretty yeah. bad. I'm getting all sorts of horrible <laughs> images in my head <laughs> about poor Lena. Oh, I'm sorry, Sorry, Lena. Lena. But we really appreciate you. Thank you. And we appreciate everyone listening. Yes. Uh, whatever tier you are, the Zest Lords just get the shout-outs because otherwise we would be shouting out like 500 million thousand people over yes. the time of this podcast another one and that's too much no it's no too many shout outs to that. it's too many that's why we're only doing three because we realized we're doing like nine and it was yeah. going for like 45 minutes yeah. and other people were probably getting irritated so yes. we're just gonna do a couple here a couple there you won't know when yours is coming but it'll come so you have to that forces you to listen yes constantly to and the that's podcast the trick. and that is <laughs> such a trick what else we've been doing um for Patreon people, we've been doing some exclusive episodes. We, we have. just did one recently about dip. We did, and there's a video coming that stars Rosa, who is literally trying to eat yes. all of the cardboard boxes. All the cracker while boxes. Mom's not looking at any point yep. where Josie gives it even we five seconds. We just had seconds. to plonk her down because <laughs> she was a bit emotional. Um, and we just had to, you know, the show must go on. Yeah. Uh, so that video will be going up. We checked our mail recently. We did. So there's another short video. Mel didn't want to be on it because I had makeup on and she didn't. Yes. So I opened the mail. Yep. <laughs> and Mel's just this disembodied voice in the yep, background. It is. Um, so that will be going up soon. What else? And what else? There'll be what a Zoom chat coming this month. Yes. Uh, we've just got to figure out the best time for everyone because we've got a lot of time zones to yeah. deal with. We want everyone to be able to get involved. And that will be for Zest Lords only because you just, it literally gets to the point now you can't fit people in them now. Yes. Like the last time we did one, people couldn't make it in. So mm. that's why. And um, 
Yeah. And then we've got our mini episodes that are for everyone. Yes. Called Spin Us a Yarn. Yep. So we did one recently with Mel's dad, yep. Bill. Let's check that out. And then there was a video of that. Yes. That went up on Patreon. It did. There's lots going on. Yes. Lots of content. Lots of stuff. We're so content if you've got a yarn that you want to spin for us and then we spin for everyone, email us, thezestishistory at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Join our Facebook group, The Zest is History podcast mm-hmm. group. Tell your friends. Yep. Tell your doctor. Add them to the group. So she tells all her patients. Yes. Tell your... Just announce it in a lecture at uni, like ask a question, but Scream don't ask it. a question at all. Yeah. Just go, oh, hi, I had a question. Um, have you heard of this podcast called The Zest is History? It's <laughs> really cool. Film yourself doing that and yeah. we'll give you a shout out just for that. It's fucking <laughs> <Yes>. funny. <laughs> we will. Uh, get stickers made and just mm-hmm. stick them around the world. Yeah. Just yell it in people's faces. Yeah. Like, um, what's his name? Billy on the street. Yes. How you? Oh, maybe don't actually in mm. in a pandemic. Hopefully actually, yeah, don't. don't in a pandemic. You know what you should do is when you go to a socially distanced party or mm. dinner party, is just get drunk and grab people's phones and subscribe yep. them, even if they don't want to be subscribed to it. Yep, do that because then the, they can't help but listen. Yeah, and fall in love with us. Yeah, or they'll Hopefully. just forget and it's just in their phone and, <laughs> and they're us like, "What the fuck is this? Sweet, what is sweet. Zest is history." And they're like, "When did I even get?" Apple Podcasts or Spotify. <laughs> when did I sign up for Spotify for eleven ninety nine a month? <laughs> Do that. Do all yes. of those things. Break into people's phones. And yep. yeah, there are messages. Yep. Um, we have nothing else to say. We have nothing else to say. So we're going to get into so it. Nothing else is going on in our lives. <laughs> so it's a now a good time to start. I'm going to open this water real quick first. It's going to make a noise. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> that was so dramatic. That was my soda stream and like. Honestly, how did that not explode? Yeah, that was worrying. I'm going to leave the lid off so we don't get like noise the whole time. Great idea. So on the topic of doing a an episode about dip, we also did one about cheese mm-hmm. because Mel and I love eating. We do. So it kind of inspired this episode and also what inspired it was the fact that I've cried for my last two mm. and Mel did her fun eels. So I decided it's a bit left of centre. It's mm-hmm. a bit different. Mm-hmm. It's not just one story. It kind of was going to be and then I realised that there wasn't really a story long enough to anchor a whole episode. So I've just picked a bunch of Australian snacks yeah. to tell you the origin stories of. So Mel and I are eating some lamingtons. Delicious ones. Coles brand. Bog standard lamingtons, um, aka the best lamingtons. And we're having a shandy, which we is amazing, are. a VB shandy. It's going down a treat, mm-hmm. I have to say. I have been sleeping on shandies and yeah. I think that I've become converted. Because I hate beer, right? So I had to get VB because, spoiler alert, I'm talking about VB in the episode. And I know Mel likes VB and so does Julian, so mm-hmm. he was very pleased about this. I actually went to the bottle today and they didn't have any six packs. Oh, my God. And he, they had a five pack, like someone had oh, yeah, like, like monstered the out. six yeah. pack and taken one stubby. And I was like, it's all right, I'll figure something else out. And the guy was like, no, no, and he opened a case and got me some. Amazing. I was like, who doesn't have VB, fuck's sake? Yeah. But also imagine if he was like, damn, you'll just have to get a case. You'll just have to get an entire case case of VB VB in the bottom of the pram. It was chaotic enough that I had a six pack of VB in a pram at like 11 a.m. today, Monday. Imagine if you're just like, Rosa, (laughs) get out. You're getting in the bottom of the pram. This one's going to have to go in your your spot. I'm sorry. Just get in the bottom. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, So I was like, I'll have a shandy Mm. so I can still 
be included. Mm-hmm. But then Mel was jealous of my shandy. So was Julian. Yeah, we so all, we all have them. shandies. And it's just a night. It's so hot here today. Mm-hmm. I'm very hot today. It is. It's it's a real summery evening. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to go recording in this room when it's like <laughs> January. Maybe you guys will just have to listen to the ceiling fan going. Yeah. We'll cross that bridge. We will. When we come to we it. Will. Um, anyway, some credits. A good food article by Besha Rodell. Mm-hmm. A mashable article by Johnny Liu. A news.com.au article by Staff Writer. Oh, One of my favorite nice. writers. I love, love Staff, Staff Writer. Staff. Staff. What the fuck is Mr. that? Mr. Writer. Um, Australian Food History Timeline, which is a website. Very okay. helpful. And then heaps of Wikipedia, like all of these treats have wikipedia pages yeah and then i used a bunch of like official sites of different brands but i don't want to like spoil what i'm doing yeah, don't but they will them. be in the credits mm-hmm. okay so i had like i need to like have a disclaimer here yeah this is not an exhaustive list of treats yes don't come for me in the facebook group like you forgot tim tam oh yeah no I, we're not doing i made a list treat i made a exists. short list and then i looked up some things and they didn't all have great stories like tim tam Basically, the guy that invented them went to the UK and ate those penguin biscuits oh, yeah. and was like, I can do a better job. Like, he worked at Arnott's. Yeah. So, then they made one. That's literally I mean, the that's, story. That's, that's it. That's lame. the story. No one cares. Vegemite was the same thing. Oh, it was Because really? I thought, there's got to be a great story here. It was literally, let's make Marmite in Australia. Yeah. It's so much yeah. more hectic than Marmite, though. Hey? It is. It's like, we're just going to, like, out... We're going to out-yeast them. <laughs> yeah. We're going to yeast them into the fucking universe. And then, like, I looked at meat pies and obviously they're pretty global. It was just mm-hmm. us that decided to make them handheld. Mm, did we? Yeah. I didn't know that. So that's kind of genius. I love all these little tiny facts that yeah, you're giving me. Yeah, I've got some tiny ones. free facts at the beginning. And then similarly kind of genius one was Tom Angove of Angove Family Winemakers who was looking for an alternative to the half-gallon flagon. Is that mm-hmm. how you say that word? Mm. Of wine. So he decided to put wine in a plastic foil bag. Fuck off. And encase the whole thing in a box. I love him. And that goon was born. Oh my God. So that story was like Angove semi- wine is still good too. I it have, is. I have a bottle of but it. But they don't make goon anymore. Oh, God. <laughs> they're like, oh, we kind of moved on from that. Make but like, chic goon. Like their dad like was the one that yeah. did it. But I did uncover a few longer yarns and that's what I'm going to go into. So I just picked a few. Don't come for me if I've missed I'm your so favorite excited. food. Yeah. It's if there's everything. a great story that you've heard, by all means, tell me. Maybe we'll spin a yarn about it on a yes. mini-sode. Yes. Okay. I'm going to kick off with what we're eating. Lamingtons. Yep. Yay. So we do have some international listeners. So if anyone doesn't know what a lamington is, it's like a cube shape, like a square shape. Yes. Bit of sponge it cake. It could be cute. It can sometimes it's like a rectangle, yeah. sometimes it's a square, sometimes it's a little cube. Who knows? It's small. But it's never round. Never round. It's sponge cake. Mm-hmm. It's dipped in like a not really icing because it's sloppy. Yeah. It's more like a chocolate sauce. Yeah. And then that whole thing is rolled in desiccated oh, coconut. Yes. Now it's purists will say no jam really? and no cream. Because I was just about to say Because you can buy both. So when I was there, I yeah. was like at Coles. Because I actually wanted to get proper Lamingtons from a bakery, but there's no good bakeries yeah. around me. So Coles it is. Mm-hmm. They're good though. Yeah. They've got the plain no jam and they've got jam. And I was like, I wonder mm. if Mel has an opinion here because I am like jam all the way. I like cream too. Wow. And some people are like no, cre- no cream, no jam. That's I didn't even know yeah. that Lamingtons without jam were a thing. Yeah, they are. 
And I remember I went to Burke to visit my friend mm-hmm. when she lived there and I had this fucking huge lamington and it was literally like 80% cream. Oh, yum. <laughs> and I was like all about it. You're like, this is a The purists would have been like, no, this is all wrong. Yeah. The RCWA would not No, be they wouldn't have liked it. My nan, she used to make pink lamingtons as well. Whoa. Yeah. That's rogue nan. That's it was rogue, too rogue, but I was here for it. Yeah. And like, you know, she'd be like, oh, there's lamingtons in the tin. Mm. And I'd open like, I wonder if they're just going to be. And sometimes she'd like do jam. Sometimes she wouldn't. Oh, it was always really like, like whatever she was feeling that day. I loved it. But I'd open it and be like, please be pink. Please be pink. Because they were like, she'd do like some that were pink. Oh, And cute. then the rest of the batch were chocolate. They were special ones. Yeah. So they're amazing. The origin story is quite fun, but maybe not 100% true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm feeling there were some non-denominational like whispers. History. Yeah. That, non-denominational That whispers, have like yeah. created this alleged origin story but it's a lot of fun so i'm going to tell it there's literally an entire book written on the origin Mm -hmm. of the lemmington Mm -hmm. i haven't read it obviously who who has (laughs) uh by morris maurice french a professor of history at the university of southern queensland Mm -hmm. and it's called the lemmington enigma a survey of the evidence and that delves into all the theories um, a survey, a of, survey the of the evidence. Okay. Which makes it sound like it's is like this a murder trial? pet or something. Yeah. It's like, doll, <laughs> oh, it's a sponge cake. Relax. <laughs> relax, Maurice. <laughs> so what we know for almost certain yeah. is that it was invented by Armand Galland. Oh, a fancy. A French man. A fancy French But he man. was in Australia. He was the chef for Lord Lamington, who was oh, the governor of Queensland okay. from 1896 to 1901. Mm-hmm. So the boring version of the story is Armand was tasked with cooking dessert for like guests that came over unexpectedly mm-hmm. and he was like in a tizz. He's like, oh, I'm having a tizzy, a chef tizzy. <laughs> a chef tizzy. He had some sponge cake that wasn't like 100% fresh. Like he didn't just bake the sponge yeah, cake. Yeah. It kind of just existed. And he was like, I need to tizz this up. So he thought I'll just cover it in chocolate sauce and then he decided to add coconut as a finishing touch. Mm-hmm. So in the Wikipedia article, they point out coconut wasn't really widely used in Australian desserts back then. Right. But Armand's wife was from Tahiti and they use it like in everything. So he, so that's he, where he was created like, an exotic tree. going to work. I'm going to yeah. make this little exotic thing yeah. to just cover up that this sponge cake's like two days just old. Just some like fucking rock hard sponge yeah. cake. <laughs> <laughs> but then the more fun version of mm. events is a similar story. So while working in Armand Galland's kitchen, mm. preparing food for Lord Lamington, a cook or like a maid clumsily dropped the sponge cake into a bowl of chocolate oh, sauce. Oh, it just happened to. <laughs> like an accident. I just accidentally, <laughs> accidentally. happened to and drop And it gave this. me like images of, and I know that you'll totally pick up on this because yeah. you love Downton Abbey too, yeah. of like Daisy fucking up yes. in the kitchen and Mrs. Patmore's like, like, oh, oh fuck. Sake. Oh, yeah. we're just gonna roll the whole thing in coconut yeah. to fix it like yeah. she's come to save the day yeah. so apparently like the chef decided we'll put coconut on it it's yeah. fine the good food article has maurice french kind of pouring shit on that theory yeah because he's like they're quite fiddly to make oh <laughs> so you wouldn't like you can't just pour and like the sponge cake has to be cold yeah and it has then the chocolate has to set a little bit or something yeah so he's like it kind of you wouldn't just kind of fall into it yeah but maybe it was a more rustic version yeah maybe if it happened by accident maybe it's like 
maybe the sponge cake was cold and Daisy, because yeah. it's Daisy now, it's Daisy. was just walking and just tripped, <laughs> tripped on a banana on peel. a banana peel, and then it <laughs> flung into the chocolate, and then he was like, "Well, the chocolate seems to be staying." I'm yes, give, putting a bit of coconut on top of this, and then yeah, there you because go. my and wife he's just embarrassed. loves coconut. Yeah, and he's embarrassed because he's like, "No, I am the top chef. I am." from France so you know that I'm serious yeah I am Mr. Special Australia Chef I'm basically fucking I'm Curtis Stone of 1893 (laughs) and I will not stand for someone accidentally dropping a sponge into my chocolate when there were like fancy guests being there so they had to make it look like it was yeah and and you dessert sorry but if Curtis Stone is cooking in your kitchen you expect that he knows what he's doing did you ever watch the Downton Abbey movie no I haven't seen it which is wild because, like, how have I not seen it? Yeah. Like, I'll warn you, it's very long. It's about 12 different different storylines. Yeah. But basically, the gist of the whole movie is the royals are coming. Like, oh, the actual queen. okay. Or the king. I don't fucking know. Whatever. The but they try, the royal people try and get rid of our people from the kitchen <gasps> and take it over. No. And they're like, no, we're going to fight for Downton Abbey. Oh, God. It's pretty lame. <laughs> I was super pregnant when I saw it. I swear, Rosa, who I didn't know was Rosie yet, kicked me the whole time. Like, she was bored out of yeah, her brain. Yeah. Like, the whole time I was just holding my stomach. Just like, why? <laughs> Stop kicking me. It was like, she was like, oh, my God, how many storylines are there in this movie? Oh, God. I mean, nothing's going to get better than the old, you know, Mary and what's-his-face yeah. and also the younger one and the Irish Bushman. guy. Yeah. And then the baby and the Yeah. Mm. So good. <laughs> <laughs> mm. This is now our Downton Abbey yeah, podcast. It's a Downton Abbey podcast. Stale show that's not <laughs> even on anyway. It'll it'll eventually when we create our other podcast. Um. So while I love the idea of it being a happy accident, mm-hmm. probably wasn't. But Queensland does appear to be the birthplace yep. of it. Because like actually by accident, a lot of these snacks are from different states. Yeah. So but there's no fighting over this one. Like we know he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in it's a, called Lamington. Yes. In <laughs> a funny aside, yeah. back on April 1st, 2014, The Guardian wrote an article entitled Lamington Invented in New Zealand. <gasps> New research proves, quote, beyond doubt. Oh, get fucked, And Guardian. they said it was, there was this old, old tiny painting with a picture of a Lamington. They're no. like, look, it was before this. It was called a Wellington. <gasps> New Zealand invented it. The article was written by Olaf Pryol which is an anagram for April Fool. Ah, and it was a joke, that's but it so went funny. so viral and it was even on the Wikipedia page. Oh like Wikipedia God. got fooled Oh my and God. had to change it. And now it's on the Wikipedia page as well. That's Guardian so prank. That's but everyone so... got oh, so upset well, yeah, about it. We do not like New Zealand stealing our things. No. Like taking credit for fucking crowded house, who I just don't agree. Were yes. they living in Australia when things were when they were making music? Probably not. I don't even know, I don't but I'm know. still claiming it. And like half of them are Australian, half of them were Kiwi. It's like absolutely fuck off. There's actually a, a treat later that is a bit contentious oh. with New Zealand. Oh no. Anyway, the Lamington quickly took off. Super popular dessert. Maurice French reckons it's because they were quite rough and ready. So if you were like going by like horse and cart or whatever to someone's house, yes, yeah, so you can just like chuck, them, chuck in a bag. them in. It wasn't like you were going to ruin some delicately iced yes. creation. Like yeah. they look a bit rustic. And they keep for a while because they're already like they don't they're need to be super fresh. Stale. Yeah, <laughs> sponge. So 
they're just a reliable treat. They are very Lamington. Right. I mean, Josie's cut hers in half and they look beautiful. They do. And I'm going to have a little Lamington break. A little delicious. Now that I've, that's, I've finished talking about Lamingtons. We've finished talking about Lamingtons oh, and now we're going to have a little snack. These are good. They are really good. I actually prefer a bogan lamington over like a fancy one because really? i just think that the whole concept mm. is a little bit bogan if mm-hmm. you think about it it's old sponge mm-hmm. it's a bog standard chocolate sauce mm-hmm. and some coconut mm. so you don't want it to be like oh it's a sourdough sponge <laughs> and i've let it set for 40 years and mm. then i have added uh some uh What's uh, Dutch, Artisan. Dutch artisanal chocolate <laughs> and uh, the coconut. Organic, um, Organic. berry puree mm. instead of jam. Fuck off. Absolutely get fucked. Absolutely with that get shit. fucked. Go to Coles. It, make me some sort of little me fway, whatever they're called. Oh, yeah. Fucking, <laughs> you know, freeond and do that. Do not do it to my lamington, please. Make me a profiterole tower. You know who will cont- hotly contest that is anyone who has gone and had the flower and stone one. Because apparently it's like the greatest Lamington. one ever. Yeah. They have like a lamington and it's like very fancy lamington. And it's like um, everyone gets it. Like I used to work near flower and stone and everybody at the place that I worked would always get that for the birthday cake of you know oh, like, yeah, like every time yeah, they're like yeah. it's your birthday cake what do you want? and they'd be like what do you want flat i want the flower and the stone <laughs> lamington cake you know <laughs> it's better than the coles one in the plastic bag i don't believe you mm, i just don't yeah i'll have to try it one day yeah. i wonder if they have jam in theirs yeah a big question all right next What's next chicken salt oh shut up is that aussie yeah so i actually got the idea for this podcast the yeah. other day because i randomly just for some reason chicken salt po- i was an idiot yeah but i just thought about chicken salt i was like God, is that australian good. and or is it global and so i asked our lovely zesty sarah who's yeah. american and she said no that's aussie then i asked in my mum's group there's an argentinian an american and a south african yeah. and i was like have you guys eaten chicken salt <laughs> and they're like yes we've eaten it and yeah. it's definitely not like it's definitely an Aussie thing. Yeah. And it's weird because it's kind of like we're renowned for Vegemite, Tim Tams, the like standard thing. Mm. But this is this is all us. Yeah. I didn't even know that. And then Sarah actually ordered some. Oh, my God. Because she was like, I need to eat this because I was like, it's the I mean, the you do need best. to eat it. It like, is the fucking just best. Just pour it into my mouth. Yeah. So I decided to look into the backstory a little bit because um, I was wondering like the age old question, is it made of chicken? Like – can yeah, vegetarians like, have it? it? Like, what the fuck is it? So, in Australia, you can't get hot chips or potato scallops or potato cakes if you're not oh. from New South Wales. But you can't get them without chicken salt, yeah. in my opinion. Yes. Like, if you do that, you're a demon. Oh, like, whoa. Or a psychopath. <laughs> like you're just getting normal salt. At the I mean, look, I'm going to be controversial shop. and say that potato scallops are really good with just plain salt. But no. chips, I promise. Chips is always chicken salt. I mean, Yes. Scallops are good without them, but they're mm. elevated to god tier status oh, okay. with chicken salt. <laughs> it's bright yellow. It yep. tastes like heaven. Yep. In the Mashable article, Johnny Liu describes it as, quote, featuring a very addictive umami flavor that has hints of garlic or onion. It sometimes even has a bit of paprika. Oh. End quote. Oh, that surprises me. I'm a bit of a purist. Mm. I, I don't mind a bit of paprika on my chips if it's like a gourmet burger joint. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. one down the road that, 
the chips are great, but if I'm at the fish and chips mm. shop, a bog standard, I want the bright yellow. I want that chip yeah. and salt. I want it to change the color of my chips. Yes, and just Not... like kind of pull at the bottom in little. Yes, clumps. I want it to look fluoro. Yeah, they have to yeah. be fluoro. Chicken salt actually originated in Adelaide. Really, over in the Hellmouth, mm. they actually did create something good over there. Yeah, wow, the Hellmouth has spat out. <laughs> Chicken One salt. good thing while consuming everything else. <laughs> so chicken salt's made of the souls of all the... Yeah. <laughs> chicken salt is made of the souls of everybody that the Hellmouth has taken. Uh, it was invented by a company named Matani, which was run by a couple named Louis and Tran- Trianka Matani, oh. who were European immigrants. I can't actually find out what country they mm. were from because mm. even on their own site, they just say, we came over from Europe. They came here, they started this company which was just like salts and seasoning it was wholesale for like Mm. restaurants takeaways and they were kind of asked to make one for rotisserie chicken like a seasoning to put on the chicken yeah so they came up with this salt so it doesn't have chicken in it it was designed to put on chicken wow that's where it got the name but i think maybe that's our brain telling us because it doesn't have any chicken in so it. I guess it doesn't taste chickeny. It just seemed chickeny. Yes, because you yeah. like chicken salt. And then like chicken chips, like if you get like the Smith's ones. Oh, yeah. They taste a bit bit like it and they're meant to taste like chicken. So it's yeah, a bit. Yeah, it's thrown me. It's confusing. That's weird. Yeah. So Louis Matani, who does marketing for his family's company, he says, quote, it was meant to be for rotisserie chickens to give them good flavor and color once they were cooked. It was the chicken shop owners who started seasoning their chips with chicken salt. Wow. And through that, the average punter became accustomed to having chicken salt on their chips. That's quote. crazy. Yeah. So it was actually like these rogue fish and chip shop Just owners. Just going the like, whole Shh. thing. Like and then from people the like across. got the taste for it and they were yeah. like, give me the chicken salt. Yeah. And then and it now spread across addicted. the country. That's so weird. Yeah, he says in the Mashable article that back in the day, his uncle, it's just like this family business. His uncle was like the sales rep. Oh my God, this like is the only one. And he fuck. went around the country. Oh just my God, like just marking it, it on the door yeah. like knife salesman. <laughs> just like, I bet he just went in. I've got an image of him. It's yeah. Like this European, like zesty European guy, like You've a got strong accent. In your head we don't know where it's from because yeah. we don't know where they're from. He's yeah. just got a thick accent. And then he goes in, he's just like, sprinkles it on there yeah. and then he forces them to eat these chips <laughs> and then because they go oh my god that's amazing like yeah. he's just winning them all over yeah selling tubs and tubs of this and he's chip. got a huge mustache big mustache he's very friendly yeah he's a bit short he's like a jaunty little guy a little jaunt- he's got a little jaunty hat on yeah and he's just got a and briefcase a sort of full coat. of chicken smoles. yeah <laughs> and he just whips it open like that oh i love him i love him so yeah, just like went off. Then they started selling it to the general public as a seasoning in 1991. Oh, my God. That's so late. Yeah. So what the was, fuck? That was the only time that we could start buying it. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. I in swear little... that is what? I, that's so that in, we might have been able to buy like knockoff, but Matani didn't start selling right. there. And is that the, the one OG. that's the red and it's the white container? And it's, it's like stripey container. I need to look it up. I need to Matani, see it. M-I-T-A-N-I. Because I feel like I know the one. Chicken Matani, salt. Chicken salt. Images. No. That's not the one that I've ever seen. There was another one that I've seen in my mm. life. You know the one I'm thinking of? No. Okay. 
I'm going to really quickly <laughs> look it up to show you because this is the one and I feel like other people would also like imagine this one. Unless oh. I've just like made something up in my head. Maybe you're having a, what's it called? False I memory. swear there's this one. Is my God, there are so many types. Mm. Oh, this one, Chippy Salt. Chippy. Oh, yeah, Chippy Salt. Chippy. Original chicken chippy flavoured salt. Liar. You're Lying. a liar. You Lying. didn't invent it. It's Matani. Okay, Matani well, now I'm it. never buying that again and I will only ever buy Only Matani. buy Matani. They sell 70 tonnes <gasps> of chicken salt a year. Fuck off. Which I love because, which is a good segue, because there's so many knockoffs. Yes. But I love that the OG is still making bank from yes. their chicken salt. And, you know, they've just like, they're a little family business. I and now them. they're like the empire. Yes, they're of a chicken, chicken salt. salt empire. It's like that girl that's like the Steggles girl and she was maybe dating the honey badger briefly. Yes. And she's like the child of the Steggles. Yes. Man, and their literal last name is Steggles, Steggles which yeah. amuses the, me to no end because sometimes <laughs> it sounds like a big chicken with the legs because yeah. that's what the image is. You know? <laughs> yeah. What's her name? I don't know. Something Steggles. Lucy? Lucy Steggles, maybe. And then Jackson Garlic was on Garlo's Garlo's Pies. Pies. On, um, I know. Angie's I love season. all of these like food Food airs. Food airs. <laughs> Empires. So good. And chicken salt is vegetarian. There you go. The exact ingredients are a bit of a secret for the Matani one. Yeah. They do assure everyone it contains... Okay, Rosa. <laughs> it contains no actual chicken. It's also halal certified, gluten-free, and made in oh Australia. Oh, my God. It's, it's a fucking unicorn it's food. It's so fucking inclusive. Yes. The most inclusive food ever. Um, according to the back of the tub that you can buy, mm-hmm. the ingredients are sea salt, rice flour, spices, Ooh, secret. you got us secret there, spices, Matani, Matani family. Vegetable powders, onion, garlic, yeast extract, an anti-caking agent. And mm. that's it. The anti-caking agent always stresses me. But you yes. know what? I eat so much weird shit. I'm honestly fine with it. It's, it's not so like we fine. don't eat Maccas every fucking oh. day of our lives. I nearly, after dinner last night, I got a Big Mac. Well, just because I was drunk. Oh, that's such a vibe though. I drunk yeah. Big Mac is the best kind. Yeah. Dad's birthday's tomorrow and he wants now he wants oh a Big Mac God. meal. It's his new I obsession. Because his... he went from the obsession of KFC, which he got for his father's day. And now his yeah. new bucket list is to a have a Big Mac meal. A Big Mac meal, yeah. So I'm coming over. Yeah. So what time <laughs> is this that you're doing this? I'll be there. Um, I, I was Macs. going to say, did you not, after looking all this up, just not want to go out and buy like a ton of chicken salt and just yes. cook chips? I think that I'm going to. I think I'm going to get some tomorrow. Yeah. The Matani, I think obviously. I'm going to get some tomorrow. It's like two dollars. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I had to actually, like, I wanted to get us all the treats, yes. and I was like, we would be sitting here. I like, be... I also couldn't afford it. No, <laughs> it's like it's too much money. <laughs> We're not doing all the treats, but yes, I like the lemon. Yes, I, I just thought lamingtons and VB, which mm-hmm. brings me to VB. VB. Victoria Bitter. Yes. Everyone, one of the most iconic Australian mm-hmm. beers. I don't like it. Love it. But I love it. the only, like, I don't like beer at all. Yes. But the only beer I've ever finished was a can, a tinny of BB at the Home Bake Festival. Wow. Yeah. Took me a I'm while. I'm so intrigued because I would think as a wine lover, because you are a wine lover, yes. that you would enjoy the pale ale. Right. Which I don't like the pale ale because mm. I feel like they're too pale. No, they're like, too ale. They're like. I want to say that they're hopsy, but I don't actually know what that means because <laughs> maybe VB is the hopsy one, but VB is like a strong, mm. it's like a strong, like it's a fucking beer. This is a, I am a fucking yeah. beer, you know, mm. I'm just a beer and that is who I am. Beery McBearison. Beery McBearison. And then like a pale ale is like, <laughs> I'm a beer, but I'm like a sophisticated. Hyphenated like 
I'm like yeah, that's like Amy McPherson. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm Amy McBeer. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm fancy. Yeah, okay. and um, and I hate them. Well, because I actually no, I don't mind it. I just wouldn't choose to drink it. That's the thing. Yeah, but if you said drink a VB or I'll kill you, I'd drink it. Like, yes, I would I hope that be you like, would drink many things. If I wouldn't I said be that. like, oh my god, I'm just gonna have to die then because yeah. I won't drink this. Yeah, like. A Guinness, I would honestly struggle to get down. You'd be I like, I'd rather die. <laughs> like, just shoot me. Wow, Rosa. Oh, Rosa is... That sounded like she was having heaps of fun and then stopped having fun yeah. in the middle of it. That's kind of the mood of teething. Like, one yes. second she's laughing, next minute she's crying. I'm like, what's going on? She was <laughs> crying into her wheat bix this morning. Oh, baby. She usually loves her wheat bix She oh, was just like... Baba. <laughs> but she was still, like, opening her mouth to eat them. Like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's very hard being Rosa right now. It's a lot. It's hard to be Rosa. Anyway, VB. Yeah. It's quite divisive, wouldn't you say? Some people are like, oh, that yes. is like disgusting. Other yes. people are like, it's all I'll drink. Yep. It's the greatest. Yeah. I think especially with like the rise of craft beer and mm-hmm. like micro breweries, mm. it's a little even more frowned upon, but then it's like even more culty. Yes. It's like, now nah, we're like VB drinkers. Yeah. And I think people embrace the like cultural enormity of it like it's Aussie like it's yeah. as Aussie as it's on basically there's like a zesty brew on our yes icon there is yeah we your made sister a put on one yeah because it's just like it's iconically Australian it is so it was first invented by Thomas Aitken the founder and head brewer of Victoria Brewery mm-hmm. according to the official VBA website he wanted a beer that could be enjoyed ice cold he needed this yes, ice cold into it for people to enjoy in the harsh Aussie climate. Yes. So it's actually a lager rather than a bitter. Yes. I have is, no idea what that means. No, I love lagers. <laughs> I don't know what the bitter part means, but I know that I like lagers. That's all that I know. I think when I drank it, I thought it was going to be bitter because it's called yeah. Victoria Bitter and that's why I was pleasantly surprised yeah. by it. I was able to drink it. The recipe has actually changed very little since oh. 1854. Oh, when it was invented. I forgot yep. to say what yep. year that happened. That's, I just knew we were in the ye oldies. Yes, ye oldie times. It's made with Australian pale malt mm-hmm. and pride of ringwood hops. Mm. I don't really know what that means. I don't know what any of that means. Sounds good though. So you can get your today when I went to the bottle I was like, there was a long neck. Which yes. is your large 750 ml bottle. Mm-hmm. There were tinnies. Yep. But I feel like the stubby the is stubby like. stubby is the icon. The iconic way to enjoy a BB. And it was actually designed specifically to fit in the average hand for oh, easy drinking. Beautiful. <laughs> I, the stubby is like, wow, Rosa's She's really, really going into for this it. part of the episode. She loves VB. Oh, wow. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree, Rosa. I feel you. I feel like the stubby is like you're a shearer. Yes. On a station in um, Mir Karatha. Karatha. Oh, yeah. I put two names together there, but Karatha. <laughs> Mere we're Cat. In Kar- there's, there's a place called... <laughs> Mere Cat Manor. Mere, I've been there. Me, me Karatha, I think. And I got a t-shirt from there, which Kate now stole and wears to the gym. And, um, <sighs> Rude. I know. And, but then I was trying to say that, and then I thought of Karatha, which makes more sense. Mm. You're in Karatha, and you are working, <laughs> you're working on, on the sheep. Mm. So, farm the sheep farm yeah the, sh- the farm with the sheep because you're a shearer that's you're your a job shearer, yeah and you shear some sheep yeah and you don't cut them and then you put the tar on their cuts because now it's 1854 again <laughs> yeah <laughs> Tracy's looking at me like what the fuck's I'm happened like, where's here? this going <laughs> you're doing that because you're being nice to the sheepies whoa 
She is. Is she in the bath? Does she? Is it? She wants to be in the podcast. I mean, I'm sorry. I feel like the last two times we've recorded here, she's been increasingly louder. Yeah, trying to get her voice into the the point where the next episode will be like an hour of just her shrill screaming. I mean, I welcome the interruption. And none of us. Well, it means we don't have to research. And honestly, (laughs) what what is this podcast besides chaotic energy? Yeah, here's just a baby screaming. Yeah, for an hour. Exactly. Anyway, so you're, we're going back to the shearers. So they're yes. shearing and they're just being nice to the sheepies by putting the tar on them. Yeah. I know. I always get very stuck I on know. that. Don't let them bleed. It's Don't mean. let them bleed. Try not to make it bleed in the first place, please. Be very gentle be with very your Sharpen your shears thingies so that they're sharp and not blunt. Yeah. Just be good to the sheepies. Anyway. They do it so fast. Like, how do. do they not skin the sheep? I've always wanted to do it. It looks really satisfying. Like how satisfying does it look if you do it good without cutting the sheepie? If you, yes. you know, yeah, yeah. Sh- I'm thinking oh, I've gone to McLeod's yeah. Daughters in my brain. Yes, now I'm just thinking about that show. I just love it. It just looks really satisfying. Yeah. I think I'd be really good at it. Like, like, um, well, we love repetitive things. Like yes. post-packing the post yes. is really fun oh to God, us. God, we love so like menial jobs. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to be menial workers <laughs> on a farm. Is that too much to ask? <sighs> like, we'll drive a, a road train there. Yeah. I'll drive it. You'll drive. And then when we get there. We will become sheep shearers yep. and pack all the and pack the wool, wool. up and send it to people in, in little like Australian Post <laughs> bags, <laughs> little bags of wool, and type in our little Shopify <laughs> scent scent. <laughs> anyway, oh. at the end of all of that, we're gonna then and then we we'll drink a VB. Stubby. That's when you would have yeah. a stubby. That's you cannot. I feel like all the times I've had the best VB is when I'm not in Sydney, mm. I'm like on a road trip somewhere yeah. and it involves a shitty pub or like a weird quirky pub and yeah. like you walk in. And you know you can rely on it. It's always there on yes. tap all it's the always fucking there. time yeah. except when you get into like the Northern Territory in WA in which case it's always Swan and Forex is everywhere up there. But, yes. But like generally you can get a VB and it's just so refreshing yep. on a hot day. Like I think he really nailed that brew. Mm. You know? That was really what he wanted to yeah. do. He nailed it. Um. Back to the stubby yeah, though, sorry, because we'll get into sorry. we'll get into a little bit of that. <laughs> what was that like? Lengthy side story about us becoming shit. It's so fine, but I just did want to explain that the stubby was very um, deliberate as well. Yes, the short neck helps the beer stay fresher because oh. there's less airspace at the top of the bottle. Wow, the brown glass because really dark brown yeah, it is. glass also protects the beer from getting what's called light struck is when the sun hits the beer through clear glass and gives it a stale and onion-like flavor. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Um, so I love this bit of Wikipedia that lists some of the nicknames people have given VB. Yeah. So I'm just going to read it Go. word for word. VB has acquired a number of nicknames ranging from the abbreviated Vic Bitter, Veebs, Polite Very Best, Vitamin B, and victory beer for after a win in the footy. <laughs> People who dislike the beer may refer to it as vomit beer, vaginal backwash. Vaginal backwash. <laughs> oh, my God. How disgusting <laughs> is that? That is way too visceral. I don't like that. That's not a vibe for me. Or visitor's beer. But I feel like mm. vaginal Visitor's backwash beer is actually kind of the funniest one if you think about it. It's just so disgusting. I'm disgusted by that. That's revolting. But... I mean, that's all just an interesting story about a beer mm-hmm. being made, but the most iconic thing about BB, which I feel like you were edging towards and that's why I pulled you back. Yes, you pulled me back, yes. Because I had a moment where I wanted to talk about the TV ads. I, I you know what? I wasn't going to mention it, but <laughs> I was definitely very close. I was yes. close there, wasn't I? So they're what every, like even when I pulled it out of the fridge before I did the tune. Yeah. 
um, which is from the music, the movie The Magnificent Seven. Is it? It has this iconic voiceover, so I'm going to find it, which I should have had it bloody. What's that movie? It's like a Western. All right. Uh, Okay. Here's one from 1984. Yeah. Chaotic that I didn't cue this up. (laughs) Because what if it's not right? It's perfect. You can get it right. You can get it sliding. You can feel it coming on about four. It's such a vibe. Thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best cold beer is thick. Thick beer. Oh. Okay. It's, that is. You know why that ad just was so good? It's because they really nail the times you would want a Victorian Yes. Bitter. Yes, and it was always like, there, I swear there was a Shearer on one there of the There was ads. definitely yeah. a Shearer, that's one that, I remember. That ad was from 1984, but there's heaps of them and it's like you can get it. There was one where it was the people making the Sydney Stadium for the Olympics. Yes. It was like, you, now I can't think of any, but it's always um, the hard-earned thirst yes. needs yes. a big cold beer. You can get it any old how. Yeah. Matter of fact, I got it now. So good. So the bloke is an actor named John Million, mm-hmm. Mel- Million, who's quite a well-known Aussie actor. So he's Wally in Crocodile Dundee. Oh, you know, he's like business yes. partner guy. So he's in a couple of those movies. In 1989, he passed away mm. um, and VB pulled the ads immediately following his death. But his family actually gave the company permission to use his voice in their ads forever oh that's so nice so it's still used today they have like changed their branding a few times they've not done those ads and they've brought them back they've tried to like make it cool Mm. then they've leaned on the you Mm. know the retro ads they've even like used technology to remaster the takes and then isolate syllables to make insane new stuff what yeah so there's new words like on tap which he never said yeah but they have made him say it yeah because they gave them permission the I family mean, gave them that. permission that's well that's i feel like that was the right thing to do yeah he's iconic for it he's an icon so that and the ads are just like so retro and it's just like men working yeah it's great it's men doing the menial tasks that me and josie want to do yes shearing <laughs> that that one was shearing like sliding and it was a football player sliding absolutely. across the ground like driving them like you can get it driving tractor. you can get it Riding, you can get it sliding. They're never an office worker who no. is like sitting at his desk. It's not. You can get it typing. No, you can get it. <laughs> you can get it typing. I do get <laughs> it typing. <laughs> I do get it typing and photocopying. <laughs> Guys, you can get it Zoom chatting. You can get it Zoom chatting. <laughs> they should do it. They should like take the piss again. <laughs> they should. Um. So for years, VB has been one of the most sold beers in Australia. In two thousand and nine. An AC Nielsen report stated a slab of VB, so the 24, mm-hmm. was sold every second. Wow. But it kind of has this rivalry with Forex. Yes. Um, which is a Queensland beer. The North and beer. the South beers. And sometimes it is beaten for market share by Forex. So mm. it's like this rivalry they I mean, have. And they drink a fuck ton up there. So. Yeah, they do. In 2007, controversially, Foster's Group, who owns Carlton and United breweries who make VB, decided to lower the alcohol content in VB from 4.9 to 4.8% 
to save money in tax payments. Wow. And then in 2009, they dropped it even further to 4.6% alcohol. Guys, don't fuck with it. Don't do it. And and everyone just stopped drinking it, Mm. basically. They lost a huge amount of market share. So in 2012, they went back to the original 4.9% alcohol content. So we can just get as pissed as we always I want to get pissed. I didn't come here. (laughs) I'm not here to fuck spiders. (laughs) I'm here to get pissed on VB. Mm -hmm. Because 4X up north, there's so much mid-strength everywhere. Mm. And I feel like it's because up north they drink like actual fish. Like they literally drink... I'm, I'm, I know that I'm generalizing, but I've also been there. So I think I can kind of generalize, but it's like the fucking drinking, mate. <laughs> just all the time yeah. at all hours. There are people at the pub and they just drink, 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 drink. Yeah. So then they made mid strength because they literally like, it's not even like, oh, I don't even think they did it to be like, guys, you need to slow down. It was literally <laughs> like they probably wanted it. Because they're like, well, I want to drink like a fuck ton of beer. Yes. And I literally like physically I have cannot session. have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I can't. Much full strength. Yeah. Or I will die. Um, yes, I love that vibe. Mm, same. Maybe I need to move there, but just drink wine at all hours. Yes, but you need some sort of session wine. Yeah. <laughs> like a lower content. Yeah. <laughs> there was a mid-strength VB, but it wasn't popular. So it's yeah. gone off the market. Yeah, I wonder why it is popular up there to have mid-strength. Yeah, versus maybe it's like the quantity over quality vibes where they just yeah. want to have heaps. Yeah, it's very session. Just the beer vibe vibes. of the thing. Yeah. I do love a session beer though. Mm. Like, um, there's a session ale that is made by Coopers, mm. and it's really nice because I don't like like I love a VB, but I have like one VB. I don't yeah. have six VBs. Like it's like like you're on a road trip and then you get there yep. and then you get out and you go to the fucking and, and I would like, on my trip and I'd go and wash my hair and I'd put a new dress on and then I'd walk into the bar in my fucking like dumb spell dress like, like $300 dress and, and I'm like hello can pub. I please have a VB and I'd sit there with oh like yes hello hello <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like can I have a house white please yes Josie and I mood when we eventually tour Australia on and do shows. We will definitely have those dresses on. We'll yeah. definitely wash our hair. Yeah. And then and I'll we'll definitely get the house white. We will with ice in it. Please. And if they don't have any ice, we were literally at like a nice Maryvale I did venue this last yesterday. Night too. And yeah. I was like, can I get ice in that like $30 glass yeah. of wine? Please? I literally did it and they're too. like, <laughs> I was like at this bar and I was I was on a date and then I was I was like oh can I get ice in that wine please and the guy at the bar was like what and then my date was like what and I'm like, and you're like <laughs> I'm like it's better when it has ice in it's it it's just so nice <laughs> it is it's refreshing fucking fight me everyone yeah. not you because you agree with me fight everyone us. else fight us fight us <laughs> all right next yes Milo Milo yeah Milo wow I didn't even think of this but yeah. yes I'm, I'm really taking you on a ride ah. here. I love this ride. I just like, I find this story really interesting. Yep. So here it is. Milo came about in the 1930s mm-hmm. when everyone was super poor because of the depression. Okay. So everyone was poor and basically all the kids were malnourished. Oh, God. And Nestle, big company, but mm-hmm. they wanted to do some good. They wanted to develop a tonic that was full of vitamins, but they knew kids would be like, ew, vitamins. Yeah. So they wanted like a fun drink that kids actually wanted to consume and then they got all their vitamins. Cute. But it needed to be affordable enough for families to buy. So they tasked a chemical engineer named Thomas Main to come up with this formula using local ingredients like malted barley, milk powder and cocoa. Mm. So he actually worked for four years to perfect this recipe. Literal mad scientist. This is literally like the people working on the coronavirus vaccine, except you're working on Milo. Milo. (laughs) He was like, got to help these malnourished kids. 
um, he wanted a powder that had all of those vitamins and minerals in it that was fine enough to dissolve in milk when stirred mm. and it wouldn't just sink to the bottom or just sit on the top. So he oh. worked on a bunch of prototypes over the years, just couldn't nail it. Mm. So as the story goes, and this is on the official Milo website. Yeah. One day he walked into his kitchen. His two young kids were sitting at the table. His daughter, Margaret, had like taken one of the prototypes, put it in her milk, and she was gleefully spooning the powder off the top and eating, and eating it with it. a spoon. And he, at that moment, he had like the aha moment that the crunchiness was actually the appeal of yeah, Milo. Yeah, it is. And that was, it wasn't something he needed to eradicate. Yes. Like he'd fucking nailed it. Yeah. Without even meaning to. Mm-hmm. So thank fuck for Margaret. Oh my God. For sitting thank there gleefully. You, Margaret. Yes. Spooning that stuff. now we all got to do that. We all get to do it. And if it wasn't for Margaret. No, I would not be, I would It'd be dissolving. Be it. It'd be such a boring drink. It'd be like that awful other one that they have that's just like malt. Malt drink. Oh, yeah. Definitely had that before. We used to have good. that at, um, I worked in an ice cream shop. And mm. if you wanted like your milkshake malted, mm. we had a tin of that next to Blech. next to like the chocolate syrup and everything. Yeah. And when you like, seriously, that tin was there the entire time. Yeah. There, which was a long time. It's like 19. <laughs> no it's one like got it. from like 1985. And just like <laughs> peel the lid off the tin. It smelled yeah. so bad. Yuck. Yuck malt. Gross. Yuck malt. So 1934. Yeah. He's ready to launch mm-hmm. and he names it Milo after Milo of Croton, a Greek wrestler who lived in the 6th century BC what? and possessed legendary strength. Oh, okay. Because the whole thing's about its energy. It's going to make you yeah. stronger. It's a bit dramatic. I mean, to name it after a superhuman yeah. like fucking wrestler. It has nothing to do with Australia, nothing to do with nah. anything. He's just a, a Greek. I just really like this Greek wrestler. Yeah. He just seems He's like strong. He deserved the name for a drink. He probably drank an ancient version of Milo. He definitely did. So it was launched at Sydney's Royal Easter Show. Oh, amazing. And it was an instant hit. So Milo was put into production at the Nestle factory in Smithtown, which is up near Kempsey in New mm-hmm. South Wales. So see how like each state yeah, almost is a getting a yeah. mention here. It was put in tins because that made it easy to transport all around the country and then Milo would be kept fresh. safe and dry and yeah. fresh. And it's still marketed in, in that tin. Yeah. Even to this day. But you can also get like the pre-mixed like popper type yes. one that they sell at schools. There's chocolate bars, there there's cereals, ice cream. Remember do the ice cream ice cream tubs? Yes. The individual I was ones. say that. Yes. Yum. Mm. Also, do you remember that there were these things and no one remembers this. There were yeah. Milo biscuits. Yes. That had, yes. Yes. It was the crumb in the middle. Yes. And then the outside was like a, like chocolate. Yeah. And they were way better than the, the stick, the chocolate bar stick. Yeah. They were like less with the ratio was so good. Yeah. I remember those. There's so many spinoffs. Yes. Um, and I didn't know this, but it's not just big in Australia. Mm. It's like huge in Asia. Really? Malaysia, Indonesia, the Philippines and Singapore. Mm. They all froth Milo. Like they sell it in street stalls. It's really? like a cool refreshing drink. Like they'll mix Cute. it up for you. Oh my gosh. They got little names for different serves. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. The one with like an extra scoop on top is oh called like a dinosaur. So like a Milo dinosaur. Oh my God, that's the best. It's really cute. It's also really popular in South American countries like Colombia and Peru. Okay. And in Africa, they love it in Nigeria, Ghana, Kenya. And then each country is a bit different. So the yeah. Kenyan one's really like on Wikipedia, there's a side by side. Mm. And the Kenyan one's really thick and coarse. So oh. it's not like the Aussie ones exported everywhere. It's like it's like made in other countries yeah. in a slightly different formulation. 
and it's sold in Canada and the UK too. But of course, in the UK they have o- Ovaltine. Oh yes, which is similar. We actually have Ovaltine in the cupboard right now, not Milo. Oh god, which makes me very un-Australian. Mm. I don't know why it's there, mm, not Milo, but I'll, yeah. I'll fix well, that. Well, Milo isn't really like a hot chocolate. Like a hot Milo is not the same as a hot chocolate. No. It doesn't taste the same. It tastes malty. Yeah. Um, We went through a phase where I found Swiss Miss somewhere. Oh, yes. My fucking, so good. It is tastes like poison sugar. It's so good. It's so like, good. It tastes like Swiss Miss. you're dying you the little inside. Sachets. Yeah, that's what I had <gasps> with the little miniature marshmallows in it. Fuck yes. But this is the thing with it is what you forget is that mm. it literally tastes like it is like embalming your in- innards <laughs> because it's so fucking full of yes. like American scary shit that like mm. somehow got through the mm-hmm. – what's that thing they've got over there? The tea, whatever it is, you know, the – like the – legality thing for food the fda oh yes like i feel like i feel like there's <laughs> FDA all this weird shit in america and i don't know if it's because i've watched one documentary on it from michael moore or something but like <laughs> i'm just always like sus on american yeah. foods and the shit that is passed over there i'm just and like piled into it peak of that it is it, just, is. it really is they like don't plastic. actually drink milo in america mm. I, I don't believe my mom buys me milo because it's high in iron oh yes and i have a shitty iron <laughs> Yeah. to me is just classic my mom because it's like I could just have some steak or like some buy yeah. me some spinach. Yeah, like <laughs> she, my mom has normal. such a like she loves naughty food. Yeah, <laughs> she's like here buy drink this sugar drink which yeah. also has some iron. Yeah, that will make you better. Yeah, that's um, the solution. According to the official websites, high in calcium and the vitamins B one, B two, B six, and B twelve. And niacin, or is that I'm thinking of Nutrigrain. I'm thinking Nutrigrain. Yeah. Another great, another great sugary treat that masquerades as a vitamin yes. source. Yes, Milo is so delicious. I'd much rather have mm-hmm. it than spinach. Yeah, sorry, spinach. Hundred percent. Um, pavlova. Oh, pavlova. Yep. We're moving on. We're moving on. Pavlova. Mm-hmm. So it's this is one of the ones yes. that Aussies and New Zealanders cannot agree on. Yes. Who started it? We do know it's a dessert. Yep. It's a large cake-sized meringue, wouldn't you say? Yes, delicious cake-sized meringue. Covered in fruits. Just shit on it. Just, Just stuff. whatever fruit you've got lying around, chuck it. Literally anything. The meringue. There is no rule. It's like There's no rule. It's you fun. get the meringue and mm-hmm. you buy it from the shop. Mm. I'm not going to make it. I have I'm a just... story later about this. I'm so excited. Am I going yeah. too far ahead? No. Oh, good. Okay. Because I'm like, I'm never going <laughs> to fucking make that shit. You give that to me in a packet from yep. the shop. Done. Yeah. Then I'm just like, literally just like, you just whip some cream and you just shove it all over the top. Yeah. Mess. Mess. Just, just done. It's rustic. And the more rustic, rustic, the better. And then like Josie said, you literally just hurl fruit at it. Yeah. Like if you throw fruit at it, mm-hmm. it will look great. Like don't neatly place the fruit on no, there at all. Just absolutely fucking chuck it on there. Just... Cut it up roughly, yeah. throw it across the room. Yeah. Like, like uh, Michael Jordan, like three-point throw yes. across yes. the room, like with the hand that follows The hand, through. and that is how you make a perfect That's it. Pavlova, um, guys. End of. No, I'm going to tell you more. It was <laughs> named after the Russian ballerina, yes. Anna Pavlova. Yep. She was a huge star in the 20s. She did a big tour of Australia and New Zealand, and at some point during this tour, but no one can agree on what point yep. where she was, the dessert was named after her and then given to her. Wikipedia seemed to be team Aussie for this one. Okay. They say the origins of the actual dessert before it was named after her seem to be in Australia. Yeah. Where you can apparently trace the first appearance of it 
to 1906 to a recipe book mm-hmm. called it was called a cream cake. Oh, and then in 19 in a 1922 cookbook called Australian Home Cookery, there's a recipe for meringue with fruit filling, which is exactly okay. what it is. I mean, yeah, it is meringue so, with fruit thrown at it. So it definitely seems like the recipe's Aussie. Yeah, like the idea for it. But then maybe naming it after her wasn't. Okay. I don't know. Wikipedia goes on to then, it's a very long article about yeah. Pavlova. It goes on to list all these times where it was listed in cookbooks called Pavlova. And it's just unclear who came up with it first. Yeah. Wikipedia also quotes the work of this Australian researcher named Michael Simons, who I think he wrote a book. On the Pavlova. I think he did. Just literally a book. Oh, no, he wrote an academic paper. Oh, my God. Similar to our mate Maurice French earlier. Just loves the the Lamington. So he did, he's Aussie, but he did this research in New Zealand Mm. about the origins of the dessert. He says the Pavlova has no singular birthplace, pointing out that if you trace it back, it seems to have been born out of cross-country recipe sharing and grown from there. Mm -hmm. I would just say, Michael, you're a traitor. Yeah. You're Aussie. Yes. You've gone over there gone to over research there to, in inverted commas. Yeah. And now you're not backing us. And you're just over there shitting all over your home country yeah. and our Pavlova from the safety of the green hills of New Zealand. Yeah. And saying, oh, well, you can't trace it back. <laughs> just pretend. Oh. Pretend that you found it somewhere. You're probably living in Hobbiton. Yes. A little Hobbit house. And he's lovely drinking a nice New Zealand Sav Blanc. Yes. Smug he is. Smug. Anyway, I love a Pav. Yeah, it's a classic Aussie summer treat, Christmas treat. Delicious and fucking easy to make. Um, (laughs) So here's my story. Yes. (laughs) So Julian's birthday is in January. Yeah. And I'm quite the little baker. I love love to to bake. bake. And I was like, what do you want? I'll make you a cake. And he goes, I want a pavlova. I never made one before. And I just like freaked out because I thought it looked really hard. Yeah. So I went, I think I told mum I was like freaking out. And she said, um, just go and buy the base. Like, yeah. and, and I'm like, no, I can't do that. She's like, well, you can go and get that egg-shaped thing. You know, that thing in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. You just add something to it and then yeah. you whip it up and it becomes a meringue. Yeah. Or pavlova. And I was like, mm. but I ended up buying the base and I didn't want Julian to know yeah. that I, he doesn't listen, so he's never going to know yeah, this. Yeah, he'll never know. I didn't want him to know that I hadn't like made it myself. Yeah. So I like bashed it up a bit to make it look <laughs> rustic. I hid the box. <laughs> I got like a like a baking tin out of the cupboard oh and like put it on the drying rack. This so it is like I made it. Next level stealth right now. <laughs> and then like he loved it. But then I tried to make it a few years later. Actually, it's pretty easy to make. Is it? Because I've got a fancy KitchenAid. So I did all the whipping yes, in that. Yes. And yeah. it was fine. I, I feel like made that's it. the hook. And maybe I did tell him then, oh, you know that first one I ever made for you? I didn't make it. Um, and he's like, wow. Yeah. You lied to me. You lied to my face. You like yeah. bashed up the meringue. Our relationship look, is a lie. I, put, like, I just put so much fruit on it. Yeah. I was like, I didn't make this. It's just too like perfect. absolutely load it down with fruit. Yes. So Crush that meringue with the fruit. Fruit wise, mm. I wanted to like open this up for discussion. Yes. I'm a bit boring. Yes. Where I like the classic passion fruit, kiwi mm. fruit, strawberry combination. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What are you into? Are you like that? a wild? No, no. That. Mm. I will also add canned peaches. Yes. Yeah. And that's pretty much where I stay. Right. That's the okay. land. So Sometimes we could share a over together yeah. and be like. Yeah. But the passion fruit has to be there. It has the to be passion fruit. Has to be I there. feel like those two are absolute must. Yeah. And the strawberries. Yeah. Those three. Yeah. That can't be without. I, I'm pretty like, I can't have it without the 
tinned peaches, but like, where the fuck did that come from? That's well, definitely mum being lazy, 100%. Some of the pictures on Wikipedia, there's this chaotic one that has wine gums all over oh, it. Oh, God, get out. Lollies. Okay, well, you cannot have chocolate on it. Absolutely no. not. No, no, get no, it no, off. no, no, People Get it off. put like a shaved I don't want to see a fancy, no, I don't want to, don't None fuck of that. with it. There's you can have a you chocolate cake yes. separately. Yes. You can fuck around with cheesecake as much as you oh, want. Do go anything. crazy. Snickers cheesecake, mm. fucking no. Salted caramel no, pavlova cheesecake. Pavlova is fruit. Yeah. It is fruit. Yeah. It is not chalky caramel vibes. I welcome your pictures of fucked up pavlovas that you yes. think are really good. And I welcome it and I'll look at it and it'll probably look really beautiful. Mm. But I won't eat it. <laughs> I won't eat it. It's like but when we were I talking about the cob it. loaves in our mini episode the other yes. day. Because I'm a purist with that too. Yeah. But then with my lamingtons, I do like the jam and cream yeah. vibes. So I'm all over the place here. And the, I'll tell you what, the little mini ones from Woolies yes. are such a nice little treat. The little oh, pavlovas. Delicious. Oh, they're in the little tub. You yes. just open the lid, bang. So good. Oh, they're so delicious. Good. I learned in my travels mm-hmm. that another Aussie treat, I'm not going to go deeply into it because there's not that much yeah. to it, but another one that they fight with New Zealand about is fairy bread. Really? Yeah, no one can decide where that came from. But if you look it up, the first time it was white bread with butter and hundreds and thousands sprinkled on it was referred to as fairy bread, was in the Hobart Mercury newspaper. There you so go. So I think the lesson here is if you fucking document that shit yes. first, then you, you can claim it till it. the cows come home. Absolutely. Also, the lesson is that New Zealand is jealous of us and they're just yep. trying to steal all our shit. And they can have Russell Crowe back. If this yes. is about Russell Crowe, if take him back. what it's about. Give us Pavlova, yep. Crowded House and Fairy Bread and stop it. You can have him. You can have, please have him. Please. I like him, him but you can yeah, have him. Yeah, I like him too, but I don't like him more than all these other things. I don't need him. I, I need Pavlova. I don't need him. I mean, I needed him just in the gladiator period of his life. Yes, and when he was the quick peaking. And the dead. Oh, quick and the Dead is such a good movie. When we do our stale celebrity scandal yes. podcast, yes. we have to do when Meg Ryan left Dennis Quaid oh, for Russell Crowe. My God, yes, we do. Absolutely, yes. And there were the boat trips that they yes. started going on. Oh, my God, yes. What a vibe. We're absolutely doing that. Okay, I'm on to my last one. Okay. Sorry, I feel like I've crapped on. This one's fun. We're doing Chico Rolls. Chico Rolls! Chico oh my Rolls. Grey yeah. chicken with corn in it. Yum. There's absolutely no chicken in a chicken roll. What the fuck? I'm going to tell you what that. the fucking Straight fuck? Josie, my life's a lie. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. grey chicken. No. So, like chicken salt. Yep. I feel like the name Chico Roll is very confusing. There's no chicken. It's very confusing. Unlike chicken salt, mm-hmm. it's not veggio. It does have meat, in inverted commas, mm. in it. Oh, yeah. Something in, in there. There's something in there. <laughs> I'll tell you. So Chico Rolls were first invented by a boiler maker from Bendigo. A boiler maker? Named what is Frank it? What McEnroe. Is I don't know. Mm. He makes boils. Makes boils. <laughs> He makes a boil. <laughs> he just goes to the factory and then he just makes a boil. He just puts a lot of kettles on. They all start boiling yep. and he's my, my work here that's, is done. That's my job for Goodbye, the day. Bye. Enjoy your tea. Ticket punched. Punch done. your ticket. Bye. So he had a side hustle because obviously that was such a boring job. Wow. Um, according to the Australian Food History Timeline, Frank also had this catering side hustle mm. with his two brothers, Leo and Jerry. Mm. Jerry with a G, which I like. Yeah. Strong name. Selling food, local footy games, country fairs, mm. those kind of things. And he, you know, when he was doing this, he was a bit of a thinker and he was looking and he was like, there's a gap in the market for like a neat, handheld, mm. hot food, something mm. substantial. 
you know, we've talked about pies. Yes, they're handheld, but they're fucking chaotic and yes, messy. They're not unless you're very not skilled. Like I go to the footy a lot and I can eat a pie with one hand and not yeah. spill it. But not everyone can do no, that. No, I can't. I'm a mess. Um and so one day in nineteen fifty he spotted a man selling Chinese style chicken rolls, like kinda like a spring roll. Yes, but I know the ones you yeah, yeah, yeah. A they're bit, a bit flimsier. Mm-hmm. And this was at a footy game and they were a bit, he could see people like struggling because the casing of them is a mm. bit like flimsy. Yeah. And they were kind of dropping that it like, everywhere. Is it like that phyllo pastry stuff? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Mm. And he was like, I like it. I like what you're doing there, mm-hmm. but I need to figure out how to make it more portable and neat. Mm. So he went away and like our friend Thomas May the chemical engineer, he tinkered around, but he didn't take four years. Yeah. Took one year. One year. And he was ready to debut the chicken roll, which is chaotic because it didn't have any chicken what? in it. So I don't know why he was lying to Wha- people. Why? It was minced up mutton, <gasps> celery, cabbage, barley, rice, yum, carrots, yum, yum. and spices. Yum. But why are you lying to me? Because mutton's disgusting. It's That's so why. disgusting. So they're like chicken roll. Encased it in a thick egg and flour dough and then mm. deep fried the whole thing. Mm. The first one was sold at the Wagga Wagga Agricultural Show, 1951. So it, it like took off. Super yep. popular Aussie snack, cultural icon throughout the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. Fish and chip shops started selling them. The McEnroe brothers started manufacturing them in a big factory. They like doing forces with another business. They started like a company called Frozen Food Industries. Like Whoa. Chico Rolls made them hit the big time. Yeah. Like the Matanis with chicken salt. Yeah. Somewhere along the way. It changed from mutton to beef. Okay. So today it's beef. It's in inverted it's commas. It's surely not beef. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I'm so thrown. It does not taste anything like beef. Yeah. It's not chicken. Um, But I think we can agree that it's for the best for it to not be mutton. I think we can agree it's best that I don't know what it is. I think we just don't think about it. I just, it's, Let's it's not a think meat about it. product. It's just and then meaty. Yummy things. It's meat adjacent. It's a meat. Meat. Like, like that meat question mark. I like hot dogs. I don't want to know. What's, I don't. Don't, I don't tell think me. about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't it. care if it is entirely beef assholes. I just <laughs> don't want to know delicious, about it. So keep it delicious and then don't tell me. And we're good. Just don't tell me. Don't mention yeah. it. Or we'll become like Lisa Simpson in that episode. I'll think don't too eat much. Me, Lisa. No, no. Um. So in the seventies, they became linked to the surf scene. I was just about to say. I swear that this is a surfy thing. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I always think of the movie and book. Puberty Blues. Yes, same. And I need to tell this story and it's a massive like, I'm so funny. Yeah. But when I worked at TV Week, yeah. one of my TV shows that I covered, because you've got like a patch of yeah. TV shows, yeah. one of them was Puberty Blues. Yeah. And I wrote, I did. I went to the set actually and I interviewed a bunch of the actors and I did a bunch of stories and my headline for this story was Sex, Drugs and Chico Rolls. Oh. I was like, I am so funny. And they actually wrote to me, they're like, great headline. That is a great <laughs> headline. That was, I peaked. Yeah, then. that was your peak headline. When I was a freelance writer for TV Week, yeah. that was my peak in life. Yeah. I've never achieved that again. Yeah. But now I've told, it's lived on in this podcast. So yeah. please, everybody applaud me. Yeah, I'm applauding you from over here. At the peak Aussies were consuming around 40 million Chico Rolls a year. What? That is not healthy <laughs> for so any many. of us. That is, that is some surfers just literally yeah. subsisting on them. Eating 20 million each Like a they're day. made of a Chico Roll. <laughs> they're just like pooping yeah. straight Chico Rolls that are like unprocessed through their body. <laughs> just <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 
popping out like in the factory. Popping it out, yeah. Literally. <laughs> into, back into the little paper envelope. Oh, <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. I was like, she's going to do some sort of, and it's a, the circle of life. Um, but now new and exciting snacks have hit the market. Mm. Their popularity has declined. Wikipedia tells me it was around 17 million consumed in 2011. So still a fair few. I mean, we need to pick it up, guys. Let's all eat more. Let's all eat more Chico Rolls. I think that's for the best. They're probably made of the surfers gone by now. (laughs) (laughs) They go to like the surfer abattoir. It's made of... When they're um, like... What's his name? Like, um, he's he's a famous (laughs) surfer. Taj Burrow. It's made of Mick Fanning. (laughs) Like where Taj Burrow go, obviously, like surfers just sort of disappear into the ether and no one knows where they go. And it's because they get taken like horses to To the frozen food industries. They get taken (laughs) to frozen food industries and turned into the product that they love. I thought Mick Fanning retired, but he's actually a chicka roll now. He's a chicka roll. This is upsetting. It's upsetting. So, like VB, mm-hmm. Chico Roll was famous for its marketing. Mm-hmm. In the 70s and 80s, when it was a, more of a problematic time, yep. their marketing was just these hot girls yep. called Chico Chicks. Of course it was. <laughs> and it was just like so, it didn't relate at all. <laughs> it was just like these girls draped over motorbikes and cars. There would always be a poster, like a faded poster yep. in the fish and chip shop. Mm-hmm. And there was always some kind of saucy catchphrase, things like hit the hot spot. Yeah. And the iconic, couldn't you go one? Yeah. And there's like a chick just holding a chick. Yeah. I mean, it worked. How does this relate at all? And they all had big hair and like a bit of cleavage. So they ditched that whole marketing Mm -hmm. when people stopped. Things got a bit more politically correct. And people stopped being like, let's just put some boobs. Boobs Boobs. will sell these unrelated items. And then there is a. It's, it's some boobs and then there's like hydrocortisone cream. Yeah. And that will do it, guys. And there's only it says, 40 million hydrocortisones a year. No rash here. <laughs> and yes. And there, the couldn't, couldn't you go one? Couldn't you go this? Yes, I could actually. I always love a hydrocortisone cream. Thank you. I love that you just picked that. <laughs> I was like, what's the most unboob related product you could possibly? I was like, hydrocortisone cream. There you go. Um. But in 2008, they did a national search for a new Chico chick. And oh. They wanted more of a like girl next door, kind yep. of cutesy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Annette Melton was chosen. Okay. Bit more wholesome. Still had a bikini top on, but mm. like she's on a bicycle and her back was to the camera and she was kind of looking over her shoulder. Yeah. Was still a little bit. A little bit come sexy, hither, but not as But not overt. just over yeah. like a girl. Literally just here's a bikini girl with Spread eagles holding, holding it. Yeah. For no reason. Chico roll. Anyway, there's a mini war mm. between Bendigo and Wagga mm. over the birthplace of the Chico roll. Because oh. obviously Frank McEnroe invented it in Bendigo, mm-hmm. but then when he debuted it, it happened in Wagga. Yeah. Um, so according to Wikipedia, in 2001, to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the creation of the Chico roll, Simplot Foods, who now are the manufacturer, mm-hmm. presented gold-plated replicas to Bendigo no. and Wagga, like wow. even they were like, we're not we starting this, and I'm yeah. going to start a war. So that there's gold-plated Chico rolls in both cities. In 2016, three regional MPs actually had a fight about who could claim the Chico roll. Mm-hmm. New South Wales national MP, his name kills me, Andrew G. Oh my god, G double E. Oh my god, not Osher, not Ginsburg's Osher. old name. A different person. Labor's member for Bendigo, Lisa Chesters, and member for Riverina, Michael McCormack, who's now the Deputy Prime Minister of Australia. Wow. 
Wow, and he got into a fight over a fucking Chico roll. They had a scrap in Parliament Parliament. about it because one of them used it in a speech. It was Andrew G. He insisted it was from Bathurst. Yeah. Like, what? Oh, where and the you're, fuck did Bathurst come from? Entirely. You're off script. Yeah. The other two have at least one leg to stand on. Yeah. You have just come out of nowhere saying yeah. Bathurst. No. Michael McCormack was claiming it for Wagga. Then Lisa Chester's, according to news.com, said, I'd strongly request the National Party do their research. At least start with the back of the packet. It says on the back of the packet that the Chico Roll was born in Bendigo. Also, if you imagine <laughs> all the other MPs at this thing being like, I am here. I would like to be yes. home with my kids. Yeah. And we're sitting here we're fighting. About Chico rolls. About There's Chico people rolls. that are dying, Kim. Like, Literally. Stop taking selfies. Yeah. <laughs> stop taking Chico roll selfies right Stop now. talking about Chico rolls. Yeah. Because, but we've always said this. People get so head up about food. Mm. Like we used to do a pedestrian. Oh, my God. Like just a casual like avocado sucks or whatever. Yeah. Just a bit of a like hot take. And yeah. people like give you death threats. People were like, I will cut you into pieces <laughs> and feed you to my dog, Mel. It's just like, wow, okay. It was. It's like properly like if anyone at pedestrian. So it was always like these poor little baby, like when they were little babies. Like I remember when Lavender was like a baby journo. Yes. And like Zach was a baby journo. And it was like they'd be like getting excited. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to write this thing about like how I hate the word bacon or yeah (laughs) we're like are you prepared are you ready they're like what it's just fine fine." i'm like it's so safe and then next minute they're crying and you're consoling them and having to like be like like, turn off your notifications fuck you lavender and they come into their dms fuck you yeah fucking shit can't believe you went to uni to like become a journalist and then say that avocado sucks it's like can you relax like it's literally avocado but who cares if someone doesn't like avocado i literally don't know who cares that much just people people care people care it's so funny because so many of these stories were like people fighting about the origin of this and the origin it's like let's all just get along yeah but still we can claim pablo but also have russell crow and take russell crow back take him back We'll um, ship him off. We'll push him away in a little rowboat. Just He'll get there bye. eventually. And then a ship of Pablo yes. will come yes. back. <laughs> a return ship. And we'll just eat it all yeah. together. Except if it has chocolate on it and then we'll throw it into the ocean. Because yeah. it doesn't belong. But there's so many other stories, I'm sure. I had a big short list. We could do another one eventually. We can do another one. I've still got some on there, but these were just fun stories. I, I loved them. So it was a bit different. I've learned so many things. This I know, right? My, the most educational episode we've done, I think, <sighs> for me. I'm really proud of that. I've learned, like, I now will never forget Chicken Salt, that the original is that McMcNinty. Matani. Matani. Well, I mean, I'd know when I you saw know it. You like, know now and you see it on the, the shelf. You get all the others and just I'll be like, fuck push you, them off the shelf. Foods, fuck you, Fuck you, Chippy. chippy. Fuck chippy. you, fucking How dare you try and take. added one. No, paprika. I'm no. getting that. McVitie's one. It's not McVitie's. Again, I, you just told me. Now I'm Matani. saying McVinnie's. <laughs> Matani. <laughs> Matani. Um, but that's it. Hooroo. Hooroo.